We're ready to begin anew. Once again. Welcome to the Dan and Jordan Show, right here on gradio.ca. Edmonton's best local station. You are listening to a brand new year of improvised comedy with Dan and Jordan. That's us. And you're here too. So welcome. Welcome to the party. Come on in. Let me get your coat. Ooh, heavy coat. I mean, you really should take anything valuable out of your pockets. Yeah. Things have a way of going missing if you don't take things out of your pockets, but it's up to you. You're our guest here. You can do as you please. You are a mythical beast, a centaur, and I am a centaur as well. This forest is not a forest. This forest is a city. Some call it an urban jungle. Two centaurs in the city, living it up, hanging out. I was trying to live my life, though, Jerry. I moved away from the centaur community so that I didn't have to worry about this anymore. But we're still centaurs. Yeah, we dress like people. We wear business attire, business casual. On Fridays? Still haven't found anything for the horse part. Well, it's harder. Clothes-wise. Not off the harder. rack, at least, obviously. And if you drape something over the horse part, you get too hot. And it's kind of stereotypical. A blanket over a horse. Then suddenly people I mean, think, oh, there's a blanket. I can ride that. I can ride Jump that. Jump right yeah. on. Not a problem. Throw a saddle on, even. I don't like that at all. I just want to get by day to day, you know? The other day, I had to buck a kid off. Did he give you a buck, at least? No. Gave me nothing. He just jumped right on my back. Probably stuck gum on your hair. He was actually holding a lollipop in his hands, and he put it on my head. I can see the lollipop. I should have offered to take it off when you walked through the door. Well, I can't Would reach. you like me to get if it off? If you wouldn't mind. Ah. I took a little hair with it. Well, it's going to take it hair. It still looks good if you no, want to. No, I don't want to eat it. It's been on my body. Well, I'm a centaur. I understand that, all right? I know you need sugar like a horse needs sugar. It's just yeah. weird to see. Even for me, a centaur, it's weird to see. Your body can digest that hair. Yeah, you I know, know it can, fine. but that doesn't mean that I want to. It doesn't to. taste good. I admit that, yeah. obviously. I just wish that you could maybe give up some of your centaur habits. Like this, for instance. The sugar? Number one. I can't give up the sugar. Your man half's going to get diabetes. And then what's your horse half going to do? They're going to cut off your hoof. whoop do doo They put an artificial hoof on there. Uh, no, they shoot horses that are no good anymore. Yeah, but I'm not a horse. I'm a centaur. Well, do they want to shoot half of you? Are they going to shoot the bottom half of me? Maybe. That would be terrible. Top half is withering away from diabetes. You're in a sorry state. Well, then no, because then they'll just saw the top half off, hook me up to life support. Suddenly I can go around on a skateboard or something. Then I would accept skateboard as a substitute. Maybe a wheelchair. Nobody's ever had that. Horse with wheels. I'd be the first. You wouldn't be able to claim horse anymore. Why not? Because you'd be a man. I still was. Was. I hope it's worth it. It would be worth it to have no more kids riding me. You'd probably gladly get rid of your horse under half. Of course I so would. So that people wouldn't ride you when you're down Absolutely. at the park. Absolutely. I hate it. You hate it. This is why I moved away from the central community in the first place, like I said. Oh, really? It's such a and burden. And not because you weren't a great archer like the rest of the centaurs? That I, wasn't the reason? For a centaur, maybe I'm not a good archer. But here in the man world, I could be in the Olympic Games. Well, that's true, but you have superior strength. Of course, as a centaur. Have you ever dated a human woman? Yeah, of course. You've seen some of the women I bring back here. I've seen. But then they, you reveal your horse half to them, and they're like, ew, gross, get out of here. Well, almost always that happens. You get one or two perverts who were willing to like, okay, well, whatever. Yeah. But then it's mostly just running and screaming. Mostly. You know what I do? Just put the horse half out the window, you know? like They think they're petting a nice horse. Oh, look, so horsey, sweet. Yeah. Suddenly the human half Yeah, with in. your cup of coffee as you pull around the door. Anything I can help? Yeah. And then what do they do? They scream, scream too. Scream run, yeah. 
same success rate. One or two pervs sticks around because, you know, they're into coffee or whatever. Well, there's no good way to do it. But human women are really great, though. That's what I'm saying. Lose the centaur half. I got a rockin' bot up here. Yeah. Well, most of us centaurs are ripped. There's exactly. A, there's a couple chubby funsters, but I mean. Especially ones that eat lollipops all the time. How well are you doing in archery these days? Do okay. Yeah, okay. Notice you're spending more time in the city here with me than in the forest. Well, I like the city. The city's got everything that centaur could want. You know, grocery shopping, you know, there's bins full of apples. Just open bins full of apples. I know. You can just walk in there and get all you need. And because I'm a centaur, not technically a person, it's considered just grazing. I can just graze in there for days. I know. The man world seems insane to me. I don't understand how they get by. Well, we, but... get, we get special laws because, you know, how we are. But doesn't that trouble you? That's Not what at I'm all. Saying. Doesn't that trouble you? Trouble me. We should Please. be just like men. We should be just like humans. You want to wait in line for your apples at the grocery store like every other human? They got to wait in line. They don't get to graze. They get fined for that. Well, they got to pay for their apples. Centaur doesn't. I know. I'm willing to give that up too. That's crazy talk. See, look at you. You're just eating a lollipop you found on my back. Not even the man part of my back, the horse part. The gross part. No, I say the beautiful part. God, I would give anything to poop in a toilet rather than just letting my tail fly. Sometimes I don't even know I'm pooping. You know that? I'm walking down the street. Oh, whoops, I just pooped all over the sidewalk. Out you ever comes. bagged your own poop on the sidewalk? Never. I don't bag. I just go. Here you are getting yourself tied up in knots, bagging your poop, waiting for apples. You should be living like a centaur. I don't want to live like a centaur anymore. I want to be a man. Well, then you get that surgery. I'm and sick you of being cut half your horse, horse half off. Well, I will. Really? I don't know yet. It's Is that what you want? I mean, because I'm maybe. totally cool with that if I that's know. what you want to do. A lot of centaurs do it. I mean, it's not like I'd be the first one to do it. I didn't mean it. to sound angry before. No, no, I, I know. Poking fun at you. I know. I know. We're buddies. Hey, you can poke fun at me. It's okay. I didn't take it wrong. Just because we're a little different doesn't mean we can't make fun of one another. Exactly. We're no centaurs. hard feelings. Yeah. Yeah. In the end, we're both centaurs. You almost said centaurs. Well, you know, sometimes I think of us more as horses than half horse, half man. I mean, you love your horse half. No, I don't. I hate it. I hate it. I really hate it. I want to admit I love it, but I can't because the truth is my horse half has kind of gotten me in a little bit of a jam recently. The reason I left the centaur village, okay, it's I got a horse pregnant, okay? You what? Yeah, I thought it was a centaur woman and things just got out of control and whatever. So I had to leave. Everybody knows that's an abomination. That's half horse, half man. And then what, half horse again? How does that work? There's a ba bad ratio to horse to man in that. Well, it's either the horse has a horse or the horse has a centaur, as I see it. Because the horse isn't going to give birth to a fully formed human. So it's got to be one of the two. There's always a chance. You don't understand genetics any better than I do. No, that's true. I'm just an office worker. Baseball. Heck of a game. Hell of a game. Hell of a game. It's a thing that America loves. It's the pastime. Unites us. Unites us all as Americans. Here, here. But I can't throw that first pitch. What? I can't do it. It's an honor. Great honor. A honor that really means something. Means something to the people and to the country and to the flag. And this has been your dream, okay? I know you want to be a major league pitcher. This is kind of the first step, okay? They invited you to the arena to throw out the first pitch. Maybe next week they invite you to throw five or six more pitches. Suddenly you're pitching the whole game. Good opportunity. That's all I'll ever be doing is pitching. What, what do you want to do? Always constantly pitching. I want to have a life. See the ocean. Okay, well, the ocean's Throw a nice. frisbee. If you're throwing something anyway, it may as well be a baseball. Well. It's pretty immaterial what you're people, throwing. How many people throw a baseball at the beach? Very few. Yeah, very few. Baseball doesn't come back to you. Frisbee, if you throw it just right. No, wait a minute. You're thinking of a boomerang. 
Oh, that's an Australian thing. Yeah, but a boomerang is what comes back to you, not a frisbee. Well, yeah, You boomerang. throw a frisbee just right and it flies away. Yeah, but if you for- throw it at like a 45-degree angle and gravity brings it back. You're just going to throw a frisbee straight up in the air and then catch it? Nobody plays frisbee like that. One-person frisbee. Frisbee by yourself. Fine. When you don't have anybody to throw a frisbee to. Fine. Well, just give up on your dream then of being a major league pitcher. I don't give up on dreams. Well? I'm going to be a major league pitcher. Fine. I guess I'll just, I guess I'll just accept the fame and the glory and the spot in the Hall of Fame for most pitches thrown. Well, let's not go crazy here, okay? This is an honor, but it's your first pitch, okay? You're throwing out one pitch today. The typical game, they throw out several pitches. Well, they at least throw the pitches for the same batter. I just get to throw one pitch. One pitch, and there's not even going to be a batter. It's just a ceremony more than anything. It's not a real pitch, okay? I was trying to talk you up a bit, but... See, this is the danger. I do one thing. I know I'm going to do it well, and all of a sudden, that's what I'll be doing. Pick up a guitar, and I'm like, I'm just going to play one note. And all of a sudden, I'm playing shows all around the country. Major League Guitar. Your album sold very well. But that's a great album name, too. I just think you're being a little dramatic about this, okay? Yeah, maybe I am being dramatic. As dramatic as I was being... When I was casting that drum, I said, I'm just going to read one line. That's all I had. I was there as an extra. And suddenly, it's my face on the marquee. Not even my name, my face on the marquee. I was going to say, they don't normally put faces on. They hadn't even done that before. I know, this brand new thing. And I was very impressed by that. Setting new trends. It's very impressive. Well, fine. Then we'll give up on this current dream. I'm not a quitter. This wasn't never a dream of mine. You said it was a dream to be Major League Pitcher. I booked you this gig throwing out the first pitch. I had just watched the movie Major League, and I was thinking, man, it'd be fun to be a pitcher. Oh, I knew it was about Major League. I heard it in there. That movie's so funny. I heard you chanting for the wild thing. I should have known what was going on, and I still took it seriously. I There's thought such you... a rough-and-tumble crew, you know? A band of misfits. That's not Outsiders. How... That's not how baseball is anymore. Baseball's just millionaire athletes. They don't care one way or the other about winning the team's hard or anything. Yeah. But if I get into baseball, then there will be an outsider in there. A misfit shaking things up. And I've set it up, so you have an easy ride to do that if you want. I don't even want to play baseball. Baseball wants me. It needs you. Yeah, it does. Well, that's the same thing you said about shark diving. Look at how great I was at that. Broke all those records. They wouldn't play underwater. Wrecked them all. Sunken Wreck. Worth it. It's another good album name, Sunken Wreck. Your spoken word album was very successful. Look, I'm here to take care of you and fulfill your every need. And if you're telling me now that being a major league pitcher no longer matters to you, then I won't do that. What I can do is set up a meeting with the original cast of Major League. You could do that for me? Yeah, some of them are dead, though. I should let you know that right off the bat. Bring their bodies. Well, Bring okay. their dead bodies. I or if they, you can't find their dead bodies, then kill someone who kind of looks like them so that it looks like a dead body. I can also offer the option of putting their bodies in a pet cemetery sort of situation. Oh, yeah, resurrection. Bring them back, but they're not going to be the same, so. Sequels and reboots are never the same anyway. My mouse is missing. Oh. Had him in a little box. I went to check the box. He's not there. Wonder if uh, or maybe a snake ate him or something. Snake? Well, you know, snakes eat mice, right? Yeah, but we're on a space station and there are no snakes up here. No, probably no snakes up here. You didn't bring snakes on the space station, did you, Larry? No, I did not bring snakes on the space station. I brought a snake. You brought the a space snake station. onto the space station. One snake. I knew it. Not snakes. I knew it. What? Gosh, just because you found it. that snake skin floating around after he molted up here? I was wondering what that was. I thought you were just having real bad dandruff. It came off in a big flap. No, it was a snake skin. Okay, well I've never seen dandruff before. Well, God, so... you didn't even mention it to me. You saw that skin. You didn't even say 
Are you doing okay? Well, I wanted to give you your privacy. Okay, that's fair. I, right? I accept We're that. in space. When was the last time you saw the snake? Uh, well, I was over by the mice, and I was opening the cage for the mice, and then he darted in and ate the mouse. Darted in? He's a quick-moving snake? Well, there's zero Gs up here, you know? It's pretty oh, easy for God, a snake to get like around. liquid fire. <laughs> pretty much. I mean, boom. I've never seen a snake move so fast. It's got no resistance. It's like a water snake, but through zero G. It's unbelievable. Oh, my goodness. Could be anywhere. Is, Could okay, be. is it a venomous snake? Well. Or a non-venomous snake? Well, you know. That means I mean, venomous. Li- well, a little bit of venom, okay. you know. Oh, great. Okay. Oh, great. He used to have a rattle, but uh, he lost that, so. So it's a rattlesnake. You've brought a, a rattlesnake. But a rattleless rattlesnake, so you don't really hear him coming. A silent rattlesnake. He's pretty much the apex rattlesnake. God, what the hell is that now? The power oh, that's just not went out. Good. Yeah, that's not so good. I think it's in the power grid. Well, I mean, wires look a lot like snakes. It's probably trying to mate with something up there. You know how these snakes are. Yeah, always trying to mate. Getting entangled and stuff. Well, they can't get tied in a knot because they're like all one muscle. That's true. That, that is an interesting snake fact. Well, I know a thing or two about snakes. Sure, sure. But I mean, that doesn't really apply to our current situation, right? Like the fact that we can't tie a snake in a knot. Hey, that get... was never a thing we were going to do to the snake in the first place, right? Get your arm off my arm. What are you doing? Get out of here. Come okay, on. that's not me. I'm not even touching you. What are you... You're telling me that that's not you no, brushing against me. No, it's not me. Quit brushing against me. Well, I'm not brushing against you. I'm all the way over here. Well, I'm all the way over here. Hey, you think that might have been the snake? Could have been. Could have been a snake. Well, nothing's brushing against my arm right now. Definitely didn't feel like a parrot. Nobody would have brought a parrot on this. No, that would be insane. Can you imagine? God, you bring a parrot on the station, and next thing you know, it's like yakking back to mission control. It would be nice to have somebody to talk to you. Say, in Houston, we have a problem? That sounded like the alarm, but that was no alarm, was it? Okay, okay. I admit it. I brought a parrot to this space station. I knew it. What do you mean you knew it? Why else would you have crackers up here? I might enjoy cracker with a bowl of soup. A bowl of soup. We can't have soup up here. We have peace. You're right. I admit it. Soup is the one food we're not allowed to have in That's space. That's right. But I could make soup if I wanted to. I could science it some up. Steam something. Listen, I'm willing to overlook the parrot just as long as it doesn't like talk to mission control. <laughs> if you say that often enough, it's going to learn. That's what it does. It's like a machine. Well, I've been saying a lot of stuff around here I don't want it to learn. At least, you know, parrots can't venomize you. Yeah, I might learn a few things and talk to Mission Control. Parrot might do that. That may as well be poisoning my whole life. But at least it's not going to bite you. Well, actually, they do bite. They they bite. And their beaks are really hard. Ah! <laughs> yeah, see, there you go. Serves you right. Mission Control. See, this is exactly why I brought the snake in the first place. So the snake will hunt the bird. Yeah. I knew you'd bring a parrot up here. When we were walking up to the shuttle, you had a parrot on your shoulder, and you're like, oh, don't worry, it'll just fly away as we go. But I never saw that fly away. Touche, my friend. And yes, I was wearing a snake around my neck as a scarf, hoping you wouldn't notice. And you clearly didn't, because the snake surprised you. It did surprise me. I thought you were just wearing something exotic, and I was like, this man has style. Not going to question it. At least Johnson didn't bring any pets up. One more animal in this situation could just set everything crazy. The power still hasn't even come back on. And I mean, his favorite animal is a great white shark, so there's no way he got one of those up here, right? No, couldn't be. Couldn't be. You're halfway through the Dan and Jordan show, but don't worry, there's more comedy yet to come. But if you want even more comedy, spell M-O-A-R, the fun way, go to At Good Improv. 
on social media. You can find more good stuff. Thanks for inviting us to this dinner party. I appreciate that. So Susan's just parking the car. I know she looked a little crazy, but uh, you can put away your gun for now. Well, I was alarmed. You have every right to look alarmed, okay? I had to bury Susan in the pet cemetery, and so she's come back to life. She's what? She's well, Yeah, I know, I know. Sh- I knew you were going to react that way. That's why I wanted you to put it away first. You had to pull the gun out and then do the thing. It could have been bang if I hadn't said put the gun away. So she's back from the dead. Well, it's kind of a murky area, right? Is she reanimated? Is she back from the dead? Mm. It's kind of a gray area. She was dead. At one point. So there's a few changes to her personality that might come out. I hear you. Sorry, put that away. Yeah, thanks. If you wouldn't mind. I mean, she's going to be a bit more rude. She's not here, is she? Not yet. She's parking the car. You let her drive? Well, what's the worst that can happen, right? Uh, She could crash, run into someone. And then what? She dies? Put her in the pet cemetery again anyway. Who cares? That's a good point. You know, that's one of the nice things about having a pet cemetery in this town. Second chances. So I'm always saying, you know, you get a fresh start. Half of my relatives have been in the pet cemetery. I'm going to be honest with you. This is your chance to make a clean break. Should have just left her there. In the pet cemetery? She stumbled home. Not in the pet cemetery. I mean, just like on the side of the road. Oh, it's on the side of the road, right? Just dumped her body. Yeah. I could have done that. I could have done that. But You're a good man. Committed. I felt, I felt somewhat responsible for what happened to her. Did you? Well, I ran her down with my car a little bit. Accident, obviously. But, oh. So that's why I buried her in the first place. Man, you're never getting rid of her now. I like Susan. I don't want her to go anywhere. You like Susan. I like the old Susan. Yeah, well, the old Susan is gone, my friend. The new Susan is with you for the rest of her eternal undead life. It can't last that long. It absolutely will last that long. That's to that, see, till death do we part. Right. Now we're just back together. doesn't mean we're married again. I haven't been wearing my ring. Neither is she, because I think she might have dug out through the, you know, through the the dirt. Finger might have fallen off. Might have fallen off. Still legally, you two are uh, together, because she's not dead anymore. Guess you're right. You could have parted. Well, that's fine. I love Susan, and I'm glad she's around. Well, she's not going to be able to come in here. Why not? Because Carol doesn't want anybody who's undead sitting on the white sofa. She doesn't have to sit on the white sofa. Where else is she going to sit? The floor. The floor like a dog? She doesn't know the difference. We know the difference. Her hands are as muddy as a dog's hands would be. Her hands are bloody. Bloody and muddy. Well, they probably got cut up a bit, yeah. When she Susan makes the... me spray the hounds down with water before they come in. They come in here all muddy and you bloody. You can spray her down too, okay? She's not going to notice or care. They should be sopping wet. It's even worse for the couch. What do you want me to do then? Tie her up outside? I guess. I don't really want a zombie outside of my house. Roaming. Not a zombie. Come on now. She's not looking for brains. She's trying to get by, like you or I. And yes, she's a little more like a monster now than she was. And some of her behaviors are a little more crude than I would like. You don't think they're going to notice at her job? She shows up and she's brought some brains for lunch. Well, we'll see what happens on Monday. And she doesn't bring brains. She's going to now. No, she's not. She hasn't asked for brains at all. She hasn't asked for any brains. So if she's getting brains from somewhere, I don't know about it. Or she hasn't had brains. Maybe she's getting hungry. She had some sort of, like, sausage dish. Sausage. Yeah. It's the only meat in the fridge at the time. She really wanted meat. Well, she was a vegetarian. This is kind of just dessert, really. That's what I think, too. It's funny when you think about it. Spend all that time being vegetarian, come back from the pet cemetery, boom, suddenly you're eating meat like there's no tomorrow. Yeah, and all those times she sarcastically said, I'd never eat meat. The even funnier thing is that now that she's back from the pet cemetery, doesn't even taste anything anyway. Just fills the hole. Well, yeah, I would prefer you tied her up somewhere outside, I guess. Fine. God, I thought you were going to be different. How'd you think I was going to be? Well, your son 
was in the pet cemetery, wasn't he? Of course he was. I mean, I thought you'd understand the plight of, you know, having a pet cemetery person around. I didn't tell Carol that Charlie was You didn't tell her? No, I didn't tell her. How could she not know that? I don't let him on the couch. And he never gets wet. He never gets wet. No, he doesn't need to shower or bathe anymore because he's undead. Doesn't she know that he's weird, though? All teenagers are weird. He just stays in his room. Uh, this happened at a really good age. Kind of got lucky I can on that ride one. this out for four or five years, man. <laughs> so I got this bubble now so that uh, I don't get any bacteria or anything from the outside world that'll kill me. But, I mean, that's not going to stop me from living my life. How I live my life, obviously. So. I want you to know that on this soccer team, I'm still going to play my position. I'll be fine. I'll be fine to play my position. The bubble will not interfere with me. Well, okay. I'm glad actually you brought up the bubble here because it was kind of awkward for me to bring it up. I like the bubble. It looks really good. can hardly even tell it's there. It's a ball shape. Yeah, it is. And you'd think that'd be a natural fit for a game of soccer. Normally it would, but you play forward, okay? We, you can't move power fast forward. enough. Power forward. No, not power forward. Well, I could be a power forward with this ball. No, I don't think so. I think the ball's going to hold you back. Maybe you play goalie. I'm not trained for goalie. My father, he came here to watch me play, and he's like, yeah, my son is a forward. He's going to score the goal that's going to win the game. And I was like, yes, I am. And then I got sick with that terrible disease. They had to put me into this ball, but I was like, no, I'll be fine as long as I can play and score that goal. And we're letting you play, okay? Against all my better judgment, the principal is forcing me to put you on the team. We're letting you play, okay? I'm just saying you play goalie instead. You're already in this big bubble. You can block off a lot of the net. You don't have to move around a lot, so there's no liability if you... Well, if your heart gives out again... It does tend to do that. See, I'm just being realistic. As the coach, I have certain variables and factors I have to take into account. Well, you are the coach. I want you to be on the team, okay? I want you to be there. Just because you're sick, that's not your fault. I mean, it does make it an objectively worse team, but it's not your fault. My dad's going to be choked if he doesn't see me as forward. Take my jersey, put it on James. Yo, don't open the bubble. What are you? And give me his jersey because if my dad sees the goalie and it's me, he's going to be upset. So I got to wear his jersey. It's not the jersey that's the problem. Okay? It's the fact that you're in the big bubble. Your dad's going to see, oh, the kid in the bubble, my son. The jersey will trick him. He doesn't see the bubble. He just sees me, at least in his heart, you know? I mean, yeah. obviously, the bubble's still there. He can see it. Of course. Everybody like, can see it. We'll just say that, that the goalie got sick, and I'm feeling better. All right, fine, fine. We'll do it, okay? I'll give James your sweater. You can wear his. That'd be great, because right now, I mean, I just don't have anything on. Except for my, you know, I got well, my pants on, obviously, I know. but I don't have... I'm, tr I'm not supposed to be looking at you for this long without a jersey on. After the game. <laughs> So I couldn't get the bubble through the change room. Yeah, I was going to talk to you about that. I really should have inflated it out there. How did you even get in the change room in the first place? I breathed in really a lot. Like that. I held my breath. Don't hold your breath for God's bubble. sake. When I hold my breath, the bubble. Deflates a bit. I see that. Why didn't you think to try that at any point during the game? Because I wanted the bubble to be as big as possible. Ah, okay. Okay, well, I hate to tell you this, but... Your dad kind of had a little bit of a heart episode when he didn't see you out there. He what? He had collapsed. His heart kind of gave out a little bit. So, oh, no. Uh, yeah, yeah. It looks like he's going to be put inside of a bubble as well. So I don't know if that's going to bring you closer together or if you're going to want to get out of that bubble as a teenage rebellion thing. Or Listen, that's up to you. Okay, that's up to you to decide. I'm just your coach, son. Here we are in a log cabin, 
And you may be thinking to yourself, yes, this is the first time I've ever been in a log cabin. Yes, this experience is wonderful. I've been thinking that. Uh, and you may also also be thinking to yourself, yes, I didn't expect for that lamp to get knocked over and for that fire to start and for the door to be locked and for there to be no way to escape this place. Yeah, well, I was, you know, thinking that in the back of my head. I was also, if I'm being honest, kind of thinking it was all your fault. Totally. You're the one who knocked it over, and the fire only started when you threw what you thought was water on it, but it turned out to be cooking oil. Yeah, I was surprised there were so many containers of oil sitting around here. I'm really not sure why that was the case either. Jerry owns the cabin. He's the one who died in the fire. But on the plus side, it's really cold and damp, so the fire is spreading slowly. I mean, this room seems to be okay for now. Be nice if there was an exit. It would. Be, well, yeah, it would be nice. Be better. There is an exit. I mean, I. Yeah, behind all the flames. Well, yeah, death. So I mean, it doesn't really do much. Death would behind also... the flames, death awaits. Yeah, that's true. So in a way, that is an exit. Also, if I'm being honest, I feel like a lot of fires have kind of started like this. I remember the first time I was in a cottage. We went on that little cottage tour. I remember it fondly. Not only did I go in one cottage that day, I went in five. But the cottage we chose to stay at for the night. Burnt to the ground. It did. Because you threw cooking oil on a fire. Could have happened to anybody. I often cook. What does a cook need? Oil. Because everything true. that is fried tastes ten times better. I do agree with that. I would rather run the risk that we run and deal with the fires than to deal with bland food. Because nobody wants a food that's bland. No, of course not. And I would never, ever complain about the food you serve us because it's magnificent. Delicious Magnificent meals. stuff. It's not entirely by accident, I'll be honest with you. When we were dating, and the first thing you told me was that you loved fire. I did. I do love fire. So I figured, at every opportunity I get to show you a fire, I'm going to take it. Well, I obviously I appreciate the sentiment. Romance. But this is one of the reasons we broke up, is that you didn't ever seem to understand the idea that when I said fire, I meant like a couple of logs burning and us sitting there just relaxing, enjoying each other's company. And you took it to mean burn down a house. Not just a house. I can burn down anything you want. I know. I, and you've burnt down a lot. Okay. Burnt cars. I've burnt a bus stop. I burnt, I burnt the wall that you leaned on. That's exactly what I'm saying. And I just can't help but think that you burning down this log cabin is kind of your way of saying you want to get back together with me. Fire speaks for itself. Okay. You know what? Since we're probably going to die in this fire. Probably. Fine, I'll get back together with you. You will? Yes, I will. Oh, thank goodness. I will. Thank goodness. This calls for fire. More fire! No, don't... Oh, for God's sake. (laughs) There, once that fire is burnt through that wall, we'll be free. Well, why didn't you just do that earlier when we were trapped? You were just going to let us die in here until I came back together with you? I wanted to hear the words. I wanted it to be special. This isn't special. You held me hostage. It's not, you know, no, no. I never held you hostage. Like a hostage. Romantic glow of the fire. It did look nice. It was romantic. It lit our faces really well. It was warm and it was winter when we first got together. It's a log cabin. Yeah. Which is beautiful. I'm not disagreeing with any of that. Fine. Let's go out this blown out wall then. Fine. We'll give it one more try. Let me grab some of this cooking oil. Thank you for joining us for the very first episode of the Dan and Jordan Show of 2018. 
right here on gradio.ca. Edmonton's best local station. You can come back next Saturday at 7 o'clock and you're going to find another half hour of made-up fun. Each and every week, Dan and I will be giving you a brand new episode of completely unscripted entertainment made up on the spot for your listening pleasure. Spread the word to your friends. Come to at Good Improv on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. Come have fun with us.